You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Family, Easter has one message, and that is that God loves you. You know, for you to cross over from where you are to wherever you are going, somebody has to pay the price. If you're going to travel from one place to another place, somebody has to pay the price. You can pay it yourself or somebody else has to pay it, but it's going to cost somebody something. For Israel to have moved from Egypt to the promised land, to cross over, it cost Jesus Christ his life. Remember there they had to celebrate, they had to take the lamb. If they did not apply the blood against the doorpost on the inside they were feasting eating but because of that obedience and applying the blood of jesus the angel of death passed them by that's the first baptism in a person's life the baptism of blood being washed with the blood of jesus that blood speaks of a better covenant better promises Have you allowed the blood of Jesus to wash you and to sanctify you? If prophets of old could have fulfilled the requirements for life to be in our lives, there would be no need for Jesus Christ. But God saw and knew that man could not do it by himself. And Jesus Christ demonstrated his love by sending Jesus, God, allowing him to become a man to walk on this planet where people hated him, despised him, but he continued to love us. Listen here what the Bible says, Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us remember Jesus never sinned while we were sinners Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Our union with Jesus allows us to have communion with the Father. Accepting what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, that union with Christ allows us to have communion with the Father. 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 teaches us that he who knew no sin, whose Jesus Christ became sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Every curse that was placed upon this earth because of sin, Galatians 3 teaches us Christ absorbed that curse. 
your sin, the thing that caused the barrier between us and God, Jesus came and removed it. What Jesus Christ has done on the cross has become the basis for answered prayer. Family, we can communicate with God now again. Jesus demonstrated this love by coming to this earth when we hated him. When we wanted nothing to do with him. When we were seeking our own way, he came and reconciled himself to us. Man will maybe help a friend. Somebody that you care for. Somebody that shows affection towards you. You'll say, let me show affection to him or to her. But God demonstrated his love while we hated him. Every time now you have communion, we do it in remembrance of Christ's death. That he was prepared to die for you and me. Our sins, past, present, and future, took it upon himself. Your sickness, the breakthrough, whatever thing that has been a thorn in your flesh, Christ died for it. When people are seeking deliverance or breakthrough, salvation, whatever they are looking for, People oftentimes think that is the end. If I can just have that, my life will be better. Those things are not the end. The end is a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. When people seek deliverance and breakthrough and healing, what they are actually seeking is Jesus. Everybody is in need of salvation. The good news is whatever you are facing, Christ died for it on the cross. By his stripes we are healed. The blood of Jesus that speaks for us now has become the basis for answered prayer. So now even when you are praying because you know you're in covenant with God and his blood is speaking for you, if your prayer is not immediately answered, it's not because God has not heard your prayer. It's merely because he's considering your prayer request for various reasons. He might be considering your prayer request because he wants you, your desire for him to be strengthened. He wants to maybe strengthen your prayer life. He might even be protecting you because he loves you. He knows that to give you something at a certain time can destroy you. A 16-year-old that's praying for an M3 BMW is there any father that will give it to that son? Even if he begs him? No. Why? Because you know that very thing that he wants so desperately can destroy him. Sometimes we've asked God for things and God says, I want to give it to you. I love you. And we even pray foolish prayers. We say, God, if you love me, you'll give me the M3. And that 16-year-old can build up resentment and say, God doesn't listen to me. God doesn't love me, doesn't give me what I want. God loves you. 
He wants the very best for you. Romans 8 teaches us that if God did not withhold Jesus Christ from us, why will you withhold any good thing from us? God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. He had to get Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. And to the promised land, there was a journey. The first thing took them into the desert. Why? To test them, the Bible says. To show them what is in their own hearts and to see what is in their hearts. Oftentimes we have to have our minds renewed to start to think like God. What was the first thing they said? God, is there not enough graves in Egypt that you're now bringing us into the wilderness? Family, on the way to the promised land, there might be a wilderness. But even in the wilderness, God will be with you. It was in the wilderness that they saw all the miracles. It was in the wilderness where their faith was lifted and God strengthened themselves in their faith and in their inner man. It's the death on the cross that becomes the basis for answered prayer. If there's a seeming delay, it's for a reason. Amen? Sometimes there's a seeming delay, but God will still do it. Amen? Communion, that Christ instructed us or his disciples to, to partake of this as often as you want, is there to remind us that Jesus Christ died for us. When Jesus died for you and me, we didn't even know him. Family, listen to me. That day when they had to make the decision, maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, I haven't said anything. I didn't say crucify him. That day when many shouted, crucify him, crucify him. There were many who kept quiet. That silence was a consent to go ahead. We are all guilty. We all said crucify him. We all were choosing our own ways. At that very moment when we were rejecting him, he loved us. At Jesus' greatest moment of pain on the cross, when even the Father had turned away from him, remember he said, my father, my father, I know that you love me. I'm demonstrating my love towards you by obeying you. Why have you forsaken me? Do you know why? Because God the Father cannot look upon that sin. And when the sin of you and me and this whole world was placed upon Jesus, the Father had to look away. But in that moment, Jesus remained focused. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. In that moment, where even the disciples ran away, they said, can he be God? Why is he dying? Even the disciples rejected him and ran away. They thought God had lost control. 
that moment, God the Father was more in control than ever before. Jesus was more in control than ever before. They were busy with the salvation plan of mankind. Establishing salvation for you and me. And everybody ran away. Everybody rejected him. Made a decision. He said, I love you. I know I can ask my father to remove me from this cross right now. But because I love you, I'm dying for you. Father, allow their sin to come and be placed upon me. But at my righteousness, if they believe in what I've done here on the cross, that my righteousness can become their righteousness. Remember, you were never righteous. And Jesus had never sinned. He received our sin. We receive his righteousness. When you receive his righteousness, that's the righteousness that comes from Christ. When you are in Christ, you can now have communion with the Father. The Bible teaches us that every time we have communion, it says, doesn't say this is bread, a symbol of my body. It says, this is my body. By faith, this is my body. When you break it and you eat it, you are declaring your oneness in the spirit with Christ. When you take the blood and you drink it, you're saying, I'm accepting the better covenant and the better promises into my life. This is healing to me. This is salvation to me. This is my union with Christ allowing me to have communion with the Father. The Bible says when you do that right way, you are drinking healing, deliverance, salvation. This is because many People do not discern this body of the Lord Jesus Christ in the right way. They just eat it as bread or drink it as wine or grape juice. Since they've not received that healing and that deliverance. But every time you have that, let it remind you that this is the basis for answered prayer. Let it remind you of his death. The price that was paid so that we can enter into the Holy of Holies. It's a message of love. Not for us to condemn people anymore. To judge people anymore. Amen? Our challenge as Christians are not just to be a Christian on a Sunday. And to say, Jesus, I love you. But to go out here. And to demonstrate this love to people. The Bible says people will know that we are his disciples by the love that we have for one another. Not just for us as believers, but to love everybody. If you believe that Jesus Christ came to restore relationship between you and the Father, you cannot just have a good relationship with the Father and not have good relationship with people. 
Did you hear what I said? If you want to confess and say, I'm a Christian, cannot be fighting with everybody. Then the work of the cross becomes questionable in your life. I mean, your salvation, your Christianity becomes questionable. Because Jesus said, this is a better covenant. A better promise. God does not deal with us now according to our sins, but he deals with us according to his mercy. It's now not based on what you've done, but what Jesus Christ has done. So next time when you have communion, look upon it differently. View it differently. Listen here what the Bible says, Ephesians 1 verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Family, now you have the ability to forgive people in the same way Christ has forgiven you. This is the power of the gospel. Colossians 1.14 In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. His blood. His body. Has now become spiritual food for us. When God took Israel out of Egypt. The first thing he said. He says go through the Red Sea. Why? Because the old man needed to be buried. Who's the old man? Egypt. And God brought separation through the waters. That's the second baptism that we go through, the baptism of water. So it's the baptism of blood, blood against the doorposts. Spiritual beacon in your life where you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be removed from a place of bondage, captivity, sin, defeat, failure god removes you out of that because of the blood of jesus and the angel of death passes you by then he says go through the waters many of you have not received the victory because you've never been baptized baptism speaks of that you've died to yourself amen people that not died to themselves it's sometimes very difficult to baptize them if somebody is still alive you don't bury them they'll jump out They'll be knocking on the cross. I'm alive, I'm alive. But when somebody has been crucified with Christ, you can bury them. And baptism symbolizes that burial of the old man as Jesus died. Bury the old man. You can stand up a new creation in Christ Jesus. And from there, it was the cloud by day, the fire by night. The leading of the Holy Spirit. Baptism with fire. Need these things in your life to live a victorious life. Need the Holy Spirit. Amen. This Easter, let it be a message of love. God came to demonstrate his love by dying. When they accused him, he kept quiet. Can you keep quiet when they accuse you? Family, the greatest challenge that we face today is that we're only Christians on Sunday. But the rest of the week, you're not a Christian. You're Christian on a Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, you drop your Christianity. And this is the reason for many of your challenges that you're facing right now. Christ has empowered us to be a Christian at all times. To demonstrate love at all times. As Christ has forgiven us, paid the price in full, allow that love to flow through your veins, through your heart, and forgive everybody that has wronged you.
As a Christian, you don't have any reason to keep an offense or a grudge against anybody. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 22, verse 37. Family, if you're a good Christian at all times, it means you have good relationship with the people around you. Now it's very quiet. If you're a good Christian, filled with the Holy Spirit and love, you can have good relationship with the people around you. It's easy for you to say, no. I also encounter all different kinds of people. Amen. It's a test to all of us. Amen. Matthew 22 verse 37. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Family, you know why it's so important? Because love deals with uncertainties and fear in the heart of man. God has poured out his love into our hearts. Love expels all shades of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When you love somebody, love covers a multitude of sins. Love does not focus on the wrong a focus on the right. This Easter, let us focus on love. It's a great challenge. The way that God views you, the way that God sees you is different now. When you know somebody loves you, they've become precious to you. Amen? Isaiah 43, verse 4. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored. And I've loved you Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. God says, because you are precious in his sight, he will honor you. Because you love him. Amen. Isaiah 43 verse 18, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert family it's time to put your past behind you amen and not look at yourself the way that you looked at yourself or viewed yourself when you were in egypt in a place of bondage but god has taken you out of that place because he died on the cross when he looks at you now he sees you as precious amen he's interested in your prayers he's interested in what you are going through because he loves you this Easter, let's celebrate the love of Christ. A person, God, man, prepared to come to this earth to die for you and for me. We've entered into a new covenant. A covenant of love where God deals with us according to his mercy. Not according to our sins and our stupidity. Amen. God is not angry with you anymore. How do we know that? Because God the Father poured out all the wrath, all the sin of mankind out on Jesus. Christ took all of that upon himself. He paid the price in full. So that now when God looks at you, you are precious in his sight. He loves you. He's more committed to your future and helping you than what you are. As a matter of fact, Jesus right now is interceding and praying for you. Allowing his blood to speak for you. His mercy to speak for you. Knowing what your weaknesses are, he's busy interceding for you. 
wanting to help you. If God the Father did not withhold Jesus, why will he withhold anything from you? Even before you started praying for your own situation, Jesus had died for that situation. Jesus is interceding for that situation. You know that God loves you, that he's ready to help you. He's, Jesus is the gift with the lift that will lift you up higher than what you can ever imagine. That's why Paul writes in Galatians, he says, when you pray, you can know God is going to do far more abundantly above whatever you could think or dream. Jesus loves you. The Father loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. For the Holy Spirit to be here today, it costs Jesus Christ his life. I'm closing with this, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The greatest virtue, the Bible says, is love. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ. It's made a way for us to be reconciled to God. It's our union with Jesus that allows us to have communion with the Father. When you hold that position of righteousness in Christ Jesus, in the same way God the Father's eyes were always upon Jesus, His eyes are always upon you now. The Bible says His eyes are upon the righteous. Not your righteousness, Jesus' righteousness. So all that we have to do is we have to look to Jesus where the price was paid on the cross. And you know, because that price has been paid, your prayers can be answered. A matter of fact, whatever you are asking God for, Jesus has done it already. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.